Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. I need a break. Yes. Can you come and watch my kids for me? Yes, and not feeling bad about it because I feel like I know there's a lot of mom guilt. I've heard it from my mom. I've heard it from my friends that have kids. There's this this weight. I don't think moms will ever get over that guilt fully because it's just it kind of comes with the territory. But girl, take a break. You deserve a break. You do so much. You deserve a break for yourself. And it's important that you let that need be expressed. All right, y'all. Today we are hitting a pretty kind of heavy topic to kind of start us off. But our hope is that by the end, we kind of have lightened our mood, lightened our load, and just feel a little bit better. So kind of sit with us through it. And like I always like to tell folks, trust the process. We're ready to dive in, T? Let's do it then. All right. So our quote of the day, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare by none other than Audre Lorde. What does that quote mean to you, Don? Let's dive right on in. We're just going to hit the ground running. I, For me, that quote means that taking care of myself, setting my boundaries is the key to my survival. That if I have to claw and and whatever it is that I have to do to take care of me, it is not selfish. It is not narcissistic. There is nothing negative about me having to take care of me and put me first. That is okay. Two snaps, two snaps. I would agree. I would, I, I think that this quote here, it it shows you how sometimes taking time for self can be a battle. Like how the powers that be, whether it be family, whether it be work, whether it be society, make it very challenging to care for yourself. And it, to me, it says you are worthy of self-care. You are worthy of time for yourself. You're not being selfish and you shouldn't let anyone make you feel bad about taking time for you. No one at all. And, you know, I think about we're a few weeks out from some major news headlines regarding the lives of black women and girls. You know, there was a weekend in January where everyone, so many people were glued to their television sets to watch the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries. And the conversations that it brought up for so many women one of the main things that kept coming up is that people who were defending him were also simultaneously communicating the message that 
black women and girls don't matter. And that is far from the truth. Far, far from it. And the thing that I kind of want us to focus on is in light of situations like this, because we know that this is not the first time that black women and girls have been shown to not be cared for, right? What can we do to take care of ourselves? Like in times like this, we have to come out swinging. Swinging, whether that is in the literal or figurative sense, we have to come out swinging to say that we matter and we are going to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves. And that is okay. Absolutely. And I do, I just want to take a moment down to read these two tweets that I shared as that documentary was being filmed, because I saw it trending like everyone else. I was curious. I heard rumors over the years. I was like, let me just see like, what exactly is this documentary? Right. What is, what's going on? And so after enlightening myself and watching, it was extremely traumatic for me. Um, And so I wrote this one post and it says, just because surviving R. Kelly is trending doesn't mean you have to watch. Protect your spirit. Wish I hadn't watched. It can be triggering if you're a survivor. I'm thinking of ways to provide support on my platform. So feel free to share ideas. And some people share some really good ideas in the comments on what we can do to just address that in general. And the other was, we really have to be careful what we watch and listen to. Everything isn't for everybody. Be mindful of what you let into your spirit. Once a trigger is activated, it can be challenging to find your peace. And that's so real. Mm-hmm. That, and that, like, the act of saying, you know what, just because it's a trending topic, I'm not going to watch it, that's an act of self-care. Absolutely. That is saying, you know, I know my limits. Mm-hmm. And I know my experiences. Mm. And if my experiences and my limits say that this popular thing is not for me, that is okay. I don't have to do the thing that's popular if it means going against taking care of me. And I think that goes, that saying sort of, speaks to anything that you let into your your psyche, your spirit, your body, your mind, anything. I mean, when it comes to violence on TV in recent years, I can't tolerate it. Like I cannot, I'm just too sensitive. It just impacts me so deeply. I'm like, I can't watch this because I'll end up having some nightmares. Like I, it'll mess with me in my dreams. Mm-mm. And then when I'm by myself, if it's a scary movie, oh, scary oh it's a rat. The worst. It's a rat. Oh, no, no, no. The worst. Can't watch yes. a scary movie at night. I yes. can only watch it during the daytime. And it can't be like a rainy day. Like it has to be fully lit. And like, <laughs> I mean, like all these things, right? Yes. But that speaks to what we're talking about in mm-hmm. terms of like knowing ourselves and like our self care, right? Yes. So I allow myself to watch a scary movie, but. I have to set parameters in order to make that happen Mm -hmm. so that I'm not waking up in the middle of the night, like in a cold sweat and (laughs) screaming and asking for my mom. And I'm a grown woman, you know? (laughs) Yes. Boundaries, right? Boundaries are important. Like just because everyone else is consuming a certain type of content doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because everyone is 
just into something doesn't mean that we have to get into that because we want to protect our spirit and protect ourselves. And self-care is so important. It, it really, truly is. And, you know, as you were saying that, like, I thought of a quote that, like, a lot of our moms and grandmas used to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I thought about it, like, I also thought about, like, what it means in these times to say that quote. And so, like, I remember when I wanted to do something that my friends were doing. My mom <laughs> used to say, well, if everybody's jumping off the bridge, are you going to jump off the bridge, too? Mm-hmm. The psychologist in me is like, damn. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up, mom. We're talking like you're talking about people committing suicide, like real, yeah, real, yeah. like. I don't think that's an appropriate quote, mom. <laughs> but but when I step back and I really think about what that quote means, that means that like if everyone is doing the thing that is tearing down their spirit, if everyone is doing the things that are harmful to them and you see that it's harmful, are you still going to do it just because everyone else did it? Mm. You don't have to tear yourself down. You don't have to engage in something that you know is not going to make you feel good just because everyone else is doing it. And it makes me think about different things in life for me in particular that cause me to get to a place where it's like, oh, I need to set a boundary. I need to take some self-care practices. And I think about things like, you know, we talked about the documentary. We talked about different TV shows, even the news. I, I'm i in this place, and even my therapist recommended this, that I probably shouldn't be watching the news because there's so much negativity. I can probably get the highlights from someone my husband watches. I can ask him what's going on. Twitter. Twitter, you know, social media. But for for me personally, I know, and I'm trying to find this balance between being informed and then being depressed, right? Because I want to be informed, but I'm not trying to, trying to be depressed 24-7 because the news is very depressing. It can be very sad, especially in these times. And so I think it's all about trying to find what's that balance? What does that balance look like for you, right? Right. I think about, what else, Tom? I mean, I'm trying to think of, I mean, Valentine's Day. We just had Valentine's Day yesterday. That might be something that where it's like, you know what? I'm going to take a social media break when I know that something's coming up because I know that it may put me in a bad mood if I'm feeling some type of way about the this man-made holiday, you know what I mean? Yes, let's let's go on ahead and back up and point out again yeah. that that's a man-made holiday. <laughs> yeah. So that for those of us who, if, if you're that person who didn't celebrate Valentine's Day, for whatever that reason is, you don't feel so bad. Because again, it's a man-made holiday. Hallmark is trying to make money off of y'all. Come on. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. Like, there are little cheesy things about the holiday that I fully enjoy and fully embrace. But... We should not, we don't have to allow ourselves to be tied to things just because they're popular. Girl, that makes me think about this one guy that I knew in college. And I've pretty much always been an introverted extrovert where I'm more introverted. I like my solitude. I get energy by, you know, being alone, but I can turn on the extrovert and be outgoing when need be. But that drains me to be around people a lot. And so I remember this one guy in college, I would do my thing and be by myself. And I guess because I didn't want to spend time with him, he's going to say, oh, you spend too much time alone. 
and you, uh, what did he say? He said something crazy, like you're cheating on me with yourself or something really bizarre. And I was just like, hold up, pause. Anyone that's trying to take you away from your self-care, this made me think of that. Anyone that's trying to take you away from your self-care, let's re let's reevaluate that relationship because yeah, if someone means you well, they're going to want you to be okay so that you can get what you need so that you can show up fully in the world. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes like as we're we're talking, I'm like Man, we should have like a video camera here because like I like as you were talking, like I just want I just want I just want the people to know that I had all kinds of crazy facial expressions as you were sharing that story because to me that just screams boundary issues, mm-hmm. you know? That is problematic because like you said, it is not supportive of you really pouring into yourself Mm -hmm. because if you the thing is is that if you can't pour into yourself if you aren't whole if you aren't full if your cup isn't full then how can you be there for other people how can you truly be your authentic self for others if you aren't there for you first yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that we need to realize in general, like just when I say we, a uh, society, everyone needs to realize that self-care is, it's unique to each person. It doesn't have to be the same thing. So yes. just because you might want to go for a jog or you might need to journal or you might want to go to the spa, whatever self-care is to you, that's your, like it's your decision to figure out. And communicate with those that are around you so they know, okay, she needs her time herself, whatever that means for her. So I think... And let's not judge other people mm-hmm. for the self-care choices that they make. Because like as you were saying that, the mm-hmm. thing that immediately came up for me is like income disparity. And I know this is like really almost kind of like random to bring it up, but like it really, to me, it resonates. It makes sense. Like the income disparity and how... Sometimes we may look at people who aren't making as much as us and they're engaging in self-care behaviors like getting their hair done or getting their nails done or taking a vacation or whatever that thing is that appears to be costly based on our perceptions of their budget, Mm. right? And we're judging them for engaging in that behavior. When really they are doing their self care, right? And is it our place to tell someone else, one, how to spend their money, and two, what they should be doing for their own self care? That's a really good point. That was that was like deep. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think that we hear self-care is like this buzzword now. So I want to dive deeper and talk about what does that even mean? Like, what does self-care even mean these days? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to you, lady, as you listen to us? Like, what does self-care mean? For me, it's what are the things that are going to make me feel good? And like, not just feel good about myself, but feel good 
physically, emotionally, and spiritually, mm -hmm. right? And I talked in another, a previous uh, episode about getting up early in the morning to exercise. Ooh, child. Right? How early, Dom? Whew. I get up and go to 6 a.m. classes. And, like, I know some people that get up and go to 5 a.m. classes or 4 a.m. classes. Like, that's a bit much for me. <laughs> and I've done 5 a.m. classes before. But for me, I know that getting up in the morning and knocking out exercise in the morning is the thing that makes me feel good. And considering the schedule that I have, morning workouts works well for me. But what it also does is it gives me that energy that I need to sustain myself throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that I think about is I do yoga, right? Now, I am not about to be out here teaching nobody's yoga class anytime soon, okay? And ask me what some of the poses, the names of some of the poses. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> I just follow the instructor, okay? That's all exactly. I did. I just show up. I do my show thing. up. <laughs> but what I know is that when I don't do yoga, even my once a week yoga class that I attend, when I don't do it, my body feels it. And so for me, physical exercise is self-care. That is that is a thing, one of the things that I need to do to take care of me. The other thing that I like to do is I love reading. Mm -hmm. And I set a goal last year, 2018, to read 12 books for pleasure, not books for my job or yeah. anything like that, for pleasure. I read 13 books. What? Loved it. That's amazing. And like what it did was like it reinforced, like, because as a kid, like when my siblings would be outside playing, I'd have my nose in a book. Mm -hmm. And even those moments when my mom was like, you need to be outside. I had my book outside and I'd sit on the hood of her car <laughs> and I would it. read my book on the hood it. of her car. Yes. I like reading. That's my self-care. Mm -hmm. And so multiple times a week, I will have my iPad. And that's a whole nother conversation on how I transition from holding the paper. Oh, girl, I'm with you. I, yes. To iPad. Girl. But <laughs> I love to read. And again, for me, that's my way to relax, particularly at the end of a long day. And that self -care, that's what self-care looks like for me. Yeah. What about you? Well, you already said working out. I'm not going to say that one. That's definitely something that I do. I have some pretty... Okay, this is... Y'all don't judge me, okay? No judgment. judgment no judgment. Judgment-free zone. Okay. I have had a checkbook since I was about 17. My dad got me a checkbook. It... My self-care, one of my self-care aspects or practices <laughs> is balancing my checkbook. It gives me so much peace and I know it sounds so weird. I don't care. You can no, laugh at me. It's okay. not, no, it's not but weird. Do you Actually, know, that's hella smart. Sometimes that is hella because smart. Because I've noticed and I, I've, I've been doing it for so long that it's natural. I don't have a checkbook anymore. I use the checkbook app. But for me, I like to know sometimes the bank 
I've had some situations where they take out a little more money than they're supposed to. And so, you know how you use your card? Anytime I use my card, I track it in my little checkbook app. And I'm like, all right, let me make sure they ain't, they ain't taking out extra pennies because I don't got all the coins yet. So I need to make sure. But yeah, balance my checkbook is one for sure. I know you guys are like, what's wrong with her? Balance my checkbook. Um, I would say number two is solitude. I love, I love, love, love being in silence because I've noticed that as a creative person, that's where all my ideas come so when I'm by myself, I get all this, I get lots of inspiration. Ideas come, I write it in my notepad, I like use my voice memo. So I would say that's another one. Also, being in the shower, as weird as it sounds, I get a lot of ideas in the bathtub or in the shower. And so for me, that's a part of self-care. And I'll just write it off a long list. Getting my nails done, get going oh, to the spa, getting the hair done. Um yeah, those are those are my main self-care practices. A lot of it has to do with being alone though. I love that. And I think that's what I think that's the key is like figuring out what works for mm-hmm. you, right? <laughs> like I know that for me, sometimes having that glass of wine at night in the evening to wind down like, like it. feels good, right? But one of the things that I've also kind of discovered though yeah. in and this speaks to kind of like how we have to make adjustments in our self care mm-hmm. and figure and and just modifying what works for us. I know for me that if I'm having that glass of wine to like relax after a long day, I have more difficulty getting up in the morning to go work out Girl. right yes, so then what that means is like, all right, so I got these two competing things here, Ooh. and it's like, oh, which one do I choose? Yes. Do I choose that glass of wine or do I choose working out in the morning? Mm-hmm. I have to admit that I am in a space where I'm choosing working out. Mm-hmm. Some of that might also be because I I own that, like a lot of women, I'm concerned about my weight, right? I'm concerned about, like, my appearance. That's a whole nother podcast episode coming up soon. Yes, please. But I'm choosing exercise right now. And I'll have my glass of wine on the weekend when I don't have to get up as early to go work out. But it's like it doesn't take that much to kind of make those modifications, right? Mm -hmm. Like to say, okay, I have these two competing things. Both of them make me feel good. But based on the space I'm in in life right now, which one is going to have the better outcome or the more desirable outcome for me? And you make that choice. Now, granted, there may be a different point in life where I won't have to make that choice, where I can say, oh, I'm going to have my glass of wine at night as I'm reading my book, curled up in my bed in my warm, with my warm, comfy pajamas. Mm. Doesn't that sound so that nice? That sounds amazing right now. It's a little chilly, oh, too. That sounds yes, amazing. Yes, that sounds so wonderful, right? <sighs> and I'll still be able to get up and go exercise in the morning, right? But right now, that's not where I'm at, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how like, the women that we saw as we were growing up and what they did for self-care and if they did mm-hmm. take advantage of self-care. Cause I know for me personally, watching my mom and my grandmother, they did a lot of serving. They mm-hmm. did a lot of taking care of everybody else and not taking care of themselves. So I remember watching my mom, she would iron me and my sister's clothes, iron my dad's clothes, do our hair late at night. She would be 
going to sleep at midnight and then waking up at like five, four in the morning to either help my dad, pack my dad's lunch and do this and do that. And we went to the nail shop together and she got her hair done. But I don't really remember her taking a lot of time for just her. My grandmother, same exact thing. And I'm sure my great grandmother did the same thing. And I think that kind of trickled down. And the cool thing is, I guess this is kind of cool, like the silver lining is that I learned what not to do by watching them because I saw how stressed out they were. I saw how overwhelmed they were and overworked. And I imagine that if they would have implemented some self-care and if that would have been a topic of conversation back then, they may have been a lot more stress-free. And I think that's the thing to point out is that that wasn't a topic of conversation, Mm -hmm. right? When we think about the times of like what was happening in that generation, what was happening around that time period, most of us as just human nature, we adapt to our environment, Mm -hmm. right? And for survival purposes. For sure. And so like I think about my mom, like she was a single parent Mm -hmm. and so self-care in the way that we look at it today, she didn't really have an option to really do that, right? Because when you're taking care of five kids by yourself, oh my gosh. the idea of self-care, what? You're going to always have one of them knocking at your door asking for your attention. So... And then you feel guilty, like I can imagine that she did. Oh, my goodness. Like, if she were to say, no, y'all leave me alone. And, like, I remember there were moments where she would be like, let me go to the bathroom in peace. Like, like she would lock the door Mm -hmm. so she could take a shower. Because otherwise, if she didn't lock the door, (laughs) there were multiple times where we would barge in. Exactly. Mama, mama, mommy, mommy. And I think about, you know, as me now reflecting back on that, like, Damn. I know. Damn. And so, like, I think about, you know, shout out to our moms out there who are listening. Like, kudos to y'all for taking care of these children. Mm -hmm. Especially in this fast-paced world. I feel like the world demands so much of women these days as well. And especially if you're a single mom or even if you're you're married, raising children is just challenging. Like, it just is what it is. And so, kudos Kudos. And and so when you, and considering the times that we're in, like moms today, like trying to find a few moments to take care of yourself. Like one of the things that like I would encourage is to reach out to your village, you know? And I, like, I recognize that sometimes that's not always feasible, but reach out to your village. And for those of us that know that have moms in our friendship circle reach out to those moms to ask do you need some self-care time and do you need like do you need like a couple of hours to yourself Mm -hmm. like I'll come over and watch your kids you know I'll come over and whatever what do you need that's a good one Dom like it we can lift each other up and we can be there for each other in non-conventional, non-traditional ways. Mm-hmm. We just have to ask. We just have to ask and let it be known that we have a need. And that self-care too, to just ask, to say, I need a break. Yes. Can you come and watch my kids for me? Yes, and not feeling bad about it. Because I feel like I know there's a lot of mom guilt. I've heard it from my mom. I've heard it from my friends that have kids. 
there's this this weight. I don't think moms will ever get over that guilt fully because it's just it kind of comes with the territory. But girl, take a break. You deserve a break. You do so much. You deserve a break for yourself. And it's important that you let that need be expressed. And again, as we said before, I can't stress this enough. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for needing a break. You are a human being. And if you are not okay, the whole shit goes to hell, okay? Because we know that women, I mean, we we kind of run this shit. I mean, we kind of we kind of make this shit. Right, right. We kind of make it run, right. you know? Black women, we are the caretakers of the world. And so, like, if we aren't taking care of ourselves, again, whatever shape or form that that looks like, the rest of the world will fall to shit, point blank. That's just how it works. And so, and I recognize that that's a lot of responsibility. But again, that's why it's so important for us to take care of ourselves in whatever way that looks in terms of setting our boundary, saying, okay, I want to get my nails done or I need 10 hours of sleep tonight instead of my normal six. I'm going to put the babies down early, take me a bath, and listen to a podcast. Listen to her space. Shout out to her <laughs> space. Or, you know, you might say, I need a girl's trip, right? Yeah. Or I need a boo trip. Like hey. me and Bay, you know? Vacation. Right? <laughs> and, and whatever. So whatever it is. Or I need to take some time off of work. I need to take a leave of absence from work. So that I can take care of myself. Girl, because many of us don't be taking them sick days. Take a sick, take a personal health day. That's what they call it, right? A mental health day. Mental health day. That's what they are there for. If you have the job where that is an Mm -hmm. option, utilize that option. And so, like, I want us to kind of think about, like, as we're kind of wrapping up this discussion of self-care, you know, when you're on the plane, they talk about this idea of like when they're going through the emergency procedures that if the oxygen mask comes down, that you have to put your oxygen mask on first mm-hmm. before you can assist other people. And so to me, that again, just reinforces this notion that we have to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. before we can take care of other people. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage us, all of us. You, me, lady out there listening to us, that we need to identify what are the things that are important for our self-care, right? What are the things that are important for us to feel happy and whole? And if you look on our website or at the end of our show notes, uh, we will have a link to a self-care plan. And it's so simple. It just walks you through how to identify what are the things that are going to make you feel fulfilled and what steps you need to take to make that one thing happen. And for those of us who might not be doing the best job of self-care or might find it difficult, we might come up with all the excuses. Like you might have been listening to us for the past half hour and might have been saying to yourself, Well, but I got this and I got that and I got A, B, C, D. And you're going down the alphabet list of all the reasons why you don't have time for self-care. I would urge you to look at our self-care plan 
and just identify one thing that you could do for yourself to make yourself feel good. And we're going to leave you with a quote from Paige Burks. And that quote is, taking care of yourself equals keeping your cup full. If you don't do things to keep your cup full, you have nothing left to give or share with others. And we want you out here sharing your black girl magic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wasn't expecting that, Dom. I'm not sure it wasn't. <laughs> See, you See you next week, week lady. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am not defined by where I come from or what happened to me. I get to create my own destiny. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, ladies.